What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. Fatherhood's Fatherhood podcast. podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. We uh, control that narrative as often as we can. <laughs> right. I know that one too. <laughs> All right, we ready to rip. All right, here we go. Um, gentlemen, what's up? What up? You know, you know what I notice is that we often, especially when we have guests, we often don't even say hi to each other first. We just go straight. Well, that's because we don't give a fuck about yeah. each right. other. Dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Dickhead fathers over here. <laughs> right. Get straight to the point. Everyone good? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's man. Uh, Stress the fuck out, like always. We'll, Same. We'll talk about right. it. We need yeah. to talk about that. Let's talk about it, buddy. All right. Well, let's bring in... Let, let's talk some stress, but let's bring in uh, our guest. So, we've got... I guess you could say he's our label mate. Yeah. If we want to <laughs> kick it like that. So, we are... Uh, this is Damone Carter, who's... Uh, one third of the Dad Bod Rap Pod, super dope podcast on Stony Island Network, which we're a part of. Shout out to Open Mike Eagle. You, you. And um, do we got our sound effects? Or we- <laughs> All right, Jesus oh, Christmas, bro! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I was, I was waiting for you. You know, I was, I was trying to fill you wow. out. You were kind of like ah, bobbing and weaving. <laughs> So, um, Dad Bod Rap Pod is, um, I guess, how would you describe it? It's it's a journalistic approach to uh, podcasting. I would I would say uh, I like some, some some in depth deep dives on uh, with artists and on uh, music, past, present, future. Um, so, really, really good stuff for those that that uh, like myself and I know E, you were one of these guys who like to read uh, liner notes and all. Like good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's in line with with that style. So I've, def- I've definitely uh, gained some 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 good insights from listening to you guys. Um, I just recently over the weekend, uh, I, I put on that some of the salt from uh, UK mm-hmm. that you guys were talking about. Um, oh, that's where up. it came from. Oh, yeah. that, now yeah. we know where it came from. Uh, you know? He he passed that along. That shit was fire. I was yeah. listening to. I was vibing out. I, I don't I don't normally do this, but I was actually working out to it, and I was like, "Why the fuck am I working out to this?" But it 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 worked. <laughs> Inspirational. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So you know, to me that that kind of stuff is refreshing when I can just get some new information, new new music coming through, and pass it along. So appreciate that. So yeah. so Damone, yeah. you, you're all you you mentioned this before we started recording, but you're you're a fellow procreator um that that's right i got seeds in the field um not not as many as odb but uh yeah father of three. Oh shit okay okay How, what's the age is? um my son is 17 and i have two daughters uh 15 and 12 wow so you're you're heavy in the teenage mix right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, my oldest just uh got accepted to college so we Ooh, we're excited about that uh, who's my la person Right okay, so he'll he'll be down at Cal State LA. Okay, um, nice. Next year, he's doing the commercial music program down there. So okay, dope. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the teen years. I'm on this last leg. I, I need this college money. How does podcasting pay? Let's let's have a fatherhood <laughs> yeah. seminar on how we make this shit pay. Because man, I'm, I'm looking. I got three kids within a five year span. He's our guru on that one from the drink champs. I, I would just say pick up a lot of alcohol bottles and uh, <laughs> right. ruin your liver and you get paid. You might not last to, to enjoy the money, but you get paid. Oh, y'all was really drinking on the program? I thought it was like it was like props. On drink champs? <laughs> oh, no, no. We ruin our liver every night we do drink champs. No, it's a problem. It's a problem over there. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a problem in my fatherhood. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I was so, just reading. Um, I was just reading a depressing article today. Actually, um, they were talking about like the the podcast landscape and basically oh, the monetization crazy. of it. And it's you know the numbers are crazy. It's like one percent of podcasts actually make anything, which we we knew. But um, the average like listenership and all sorts of stats that you wouldn't have imagined are pretty public now, and it's. It's pretty, it's pretty mm-hmm. depressing. And like, like I tell people that ask, you know, they, they hear the fatherhoods and they're like, yo, I want to get in. I want to do a podcast. I was like, yo, look, first and foremost, don't do it. Cause you think you're going to get a payday. Don't do it. Cause like, <laughs> right. yo, this is like, you really got to enjoy doing this shit and like yeah. ch- chopping it up or else you, you set yourself up for failure. I agree. You won't last. You won't last. It's it's not a you know. Obviously, this is something you gotta like doing. We've been doing the Dad by Rap Pod for um, going on three years now. We're on episode one fifty ish, and it still remains fun. But yeah, we're we're trying to figure out just how to. Can I get some coffee money out this shit? Can I get (laughs) you know what I mean? Can I get you know some some? Can I pay for a streaming service through this? So we just we try to figure it out. And and you're the uh, you're the sole father out of the three yeah. of you guys, right? Yeah, yeah. So d- dad bod rap pod. Um, so you've got the dad bod, basically, is what's happening. Um, Nate Nate kind of holds it down too. <laughs> okay, for okay. the for the All surly right. and burly. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's so weird. We we just we picked that name that came out as like a joke. Like Nate and Dave had some really like heavy. NPR style names and shit we were kicking around and then I was like this is too heavy guys and Nate's like what dead by rap pod and I was like bam there it is let's nice. do it this, this is what we're doing because it, it speaks to a, a certain time in your life whether you have kids or not um, still being engaged with rap music and culture which is typically thought to be a young person's thing and in a lot of ways it is but um, we are the first generation of you know the old young heads uh, yep. We're still connecting with the shit that we were into when we were teenagers, but it's like, how do you, how do you grow and progress with that and not turn into, you know, Ang- the bitter, angry old man? Yeah, mm-hmm, I haven't listened to anything since '96 type shit. So that that's that's kind of what we uh, <laughs> say. We do it for you, Manny, uh, to I give t- you new record recommendations and and the whole bit. So that's that's kind of how we. Um, we posit the show is just like it, it's for heads like us, but also like trying to get us out of our, you know, we could be a little crusty sometimes. Um, the the, the ex backpackers said so. That's so you, kind of the whole bent of the show. Th- that's an interesting um, tidbit you just mentioned because I've and I, I'm this is a question for you. Like, do you find it that you associate more closely with your kids and their music um, taste mm. than your traditional old dad? 
I, I kind of, well, let's see. I never let go of, except for a couple years in the mid nineties, I never let go of rap music. So, um, so I put my son onto stuff, you know what I mean? Like he puts me onto things too. And then sometimes we just can't like, there's like a whole emo trap world. Yeah. I don't see eye to eye. <laughs> yeah. That he's super into, or he'll be like this new post Malone record. And I'm like, yeah, I got my limits. Don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, I'm still, I'm still so much into the culture and its development that, you know, I'm going to check out a new Playboy Cardi record. I'm not going to play it every day. You know what I mean? But, but to me, that's, um, that's just who I am. I, I love rap music like that. And so that kind of keeps my, my taste and my interest young, but then I do also recognize that there's just, there's hard stops for me. There's sometimes some of the stuff that uh, my kids are into. I, I just got to be like, of course I'm not into it. I'm not supposed to be into it. Right. It should make me feel weird. Like if you guys are doing stuff that appeals to me, you're not trying hard enough. So um, I respect the divisions that we have and it's, it's always fun. Like we're always, you know, talking trash back and forth about, um, our musical taste and stuff. Now you, you, um, I don't know if you still have a, a career as an MC, but you, uh, you know, you, you dem one, right? That's it. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. Uh, cause I'm in my mid forties. Um, I've, I've been rapping for a long time. Um, I was a struggle rapper before I was a struggle podcaster. Uh, but, uh, that's the tagline. <laughs> Oh, I've been at this. I've been doing stuff with low I've margins of success. Yeah. Like before, before that shit was cute. Um, but yeah, no, I, I still rap and it's, it's, it's real goofy in the last four or five years, I've gotten paid to do it more than I had in the previous 20. Right. So just kind of finding that niche and, and still finding ways to practice the art that don't make me look like, um, you know, I ain't trying to be out there looking like I'm trying to be young. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're trying. And as rap, Rap matures. There's more different lanes. You know, I've worked with a lot of jazz musicians. I work with classical musicians. I toured Vietnam a couple of years ago uh, with some Vietnamese instrumentalists and just doing like different little niches uh, that have, you know, been a little bit more uh, fruitful than some of my previous endeavors. But it's the same thing like podcasting. I love to talk about rap. I still love to rap. Um, and it's just finding a way to do it that doesn't make you look out of place. You know. yeah. 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 Now what what is your what do your kids think about your music? Um I wonder about that sometimes. I wonder do they say my dad is a rapper? Mm. I don't know if I'll ever get an honest answer about that, but I'm not I wonder what they tell It'd their be friends. Funny if they're going around saying he's a singer. My dad is a <laughs> singer. <laughs> <laughs> They know from karaoke that's not true. I'm not not sure. I I think they respect it. I think they're just like, because they've been around it, you know, you know how it is. Like, whatever you're into, you kind of subject your your children to. Right. So, um, so I I think they respect it, but at the same time, uh, I'm, you know, I'm of another era, right? I'm not, you know, my kids aren't checking for, for Tribe Called Quest and shit like that so i'm sure sometimes the the stuff i'm doing is like that's cool that i think of it as like you know those dads that used to just be in the garage and shit with like uh, <laughs> you know playing bass on the weekends right. and you know what i mean it's like all right dad we know you do that um, the weekend warrior musician 
A little, a little bit. Yeah. My, well, my son is a, is a musician, singer, songwriter. And so um, a lot of our kind of back forth is about music and mixing and mastering. And so that that's always a cool, rich conversation to have with your kid and, and be able to kind of I've hooked them up with some of my friends that do production. And so that's that's really where a lot of that vibe comes from. Mm. So going back to when your son was born were you was 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 rap your your primary focus was that the career focus were you kind of in full tilt oh, at that point let's see oh three i think oh three the dream was starting to die okay. i think that's when uh, <laughs> my my first my first um uh whatever project came out in 95 okay so um I had we did did that, which is actually going to be released, re-released on vinyl really soon, which is super exciting. Um, but I have been rapping since 95, uh, trying to kind of make a way um, in a in a music industry where in some ways the music I wanted to make that moment had passed. By 1995, we're like we're getting fully into G-Funk era. Um, I'm trying to do something that's more like the far side or Souls of Mischief. And like they got dropped and mm-hmm. just the whole landscape change and like how, and we're still kind of pre-independent internet thing. So I kind of was just really disillusioned with it. My son was born in 2003. I got married. Uh, we kind of did the whole settle down thing. And and my now ex-wife kind of put it to me like, so like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, oh, man. like what? Like what do you spend all your time on? Like, uh, cause we got mortgage and kids and shit so uh there was a period there uh, around the time of the birth of my son is that whole like and i'm sure you guys experienced this too of like well i gotta get serious right like Mm. i just i gotta i gotta buckle down and figure out how i'm provide so um i started working in fucking banking i was working at a credit union for and i say that with full disdain uh (laughs) we're at a credit union for about five or so years and miserable and hating it and kind of long story short, um, I started doing, I founded a hip hop after school program because mm. I was like, I just have to do something that right. involves the culture. I'm not going to survive in a corporate environment for very long. Um, and so I did that, was doing that for for about seven, eight years with, you know, some some decent success. And that's kind of, it landed me a nonprofit and that's kind of my day gig now is doing, you know, nonprofit social services type stuff. Mm. But um, it kind of was a somewhere I landed after the birth of my first child and being like, I, you know, this $50 drink ticket show money shit is not is not going to get it. Nah. <laughs> so so you but you so your connection to hip hop now, I guess, on a quote unquote full time basis is dad by rap pod. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Dad bod is, is definitely um, grown and, and taken up, um, you know, a lot more of my focus, time and, and energy. Although, um, and we always joke about this. We, we don't do a whole lot of prep because the, I figured, you know, if we haven't figured out how we feel about rap in the last 40 years, then what are we going to do? So what's beautiful about it is I get to talk about the only thing that I know well, which is, which is arcane rap knowledge. And um, I enjoy doing it with with the bros. And, you know, we're, you know, we we, we just got on Stony Island, too. You know, we kind of feeling like mm-hmm. the show got a little bit of momentum. So, yeah, that's the primary way that I'm, I'm staying engaged with the culture and just being able to talk to different rappers um, 
every week kind of keeps my fire going. And like, we're talking to, you know, people I grew up idolizing, some of the best new voices in the genre, people that I really respect. So it's just been dope to kind of even take off the artist hat and just like appreciate this shit. You know what I mean? There's other, there's all kinds of heads all over the country that are as serious and as into this as me. And it's been good to have a different outlet other than trying to make projects that like, who even listens to music? Like, what do you, what do you even do? If I had an album right now, I mean, I wouldn't know what to do with it or, you know, everybody get over it within a week. But uh, the podcast gives me a space to just like, engaged with the culture as a fan and as like a quasi journalist dave is a real journalist with real bylines um he brings he brings that edge and and i just i get to engage with it as kind of like a fan i i feel like um we're kind of like the the nba what is it the tnt kenny smith and Shaq and markley just get to ship sit around and, and shoot shit about hoops and they don't seem like they really prepare at all and that's kind of i think that's the vibe that we aspire to I, I, do you um gay gay gay? No, I was just gonna say, do do you feel like as a parent, if you didn't have the podcast or the, some creative outlet, that that you'd go crazy in a sense? Yeah, definitely, man. I feel like um, having a connection to hip hop culture um, keeps me both grounded and dreaming. So. Um, I find a lot of times that um, uh, my contemporaries kind of, you know, folks get bitter, they get into their, into their lives and like, you know, adult life can be shitty and a drag and um, continue to, in, to engage with hip hop culture, I feel like keeps me feeling somewhat vital and connected to something that is not just get up, go to work, come home, you know, crack a beer and watch the game. Like there's, mm there's something else, there's a vitality to it that I, I still connect with. And so, um, yeah, I would, it would have to be something like, I don't have a Harley, like I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not handy. Um, I don't, I don't have any kind of the traditional mad skills. Like I got cool records and, um, you know, playlists and shit. And, and that <laughs> I think keeps, right. I think that keeps me, um, you know, excited and, uh, it's cheaper than therapy. Right. Facts. I, I, so I wanted to bring something up. Um, you had mentioned earlier, like you know, you putting your kid on the music and whatnot. I, I stumbled upon some interesting shit today. Where, and this isn't, I guess. I mean, our kids teach us stuff all the time, even if we don't want to admit it. But my son, he called me over like to ask for help with his homework, and he's he's seven. So he's like, "Yo, Dad, can you explain this to me? Because I'm not sure I understand." So it's a math problem. It's like a word problem. So we're going through it, kind of segmenting it, and I'm like, yo, forget about this, you know, se- segment. So, like, yo, this first sentence is what you got to focus on. Figure that out and move on, right? So we're going through it. He's on his iPad, like, you know, hitting buttons and doing all sorts of shit, like doing, like, the new age math, right? Like, because the common core and how they do their shit now, very different than when we grew up doing math. So he's go- he's organizing his scrap paper on how to formulate the the answer and and he's he's working with the ipad in a way that i've never done so like he's like he's pressing the button and then dragging it down and then what so like 
it's a it's a letter first. He'll pr- tap it, drag it down, and then it converts to whatever number. And I'm like, mm. I'm like, do that shit again? And he's like, boom, boom, boom. he found a hack. Yo, he got mad hacks. So and then he hits the space bar and just holds it and then slides his finger and then the shit. Because you know how when you on your phone in particular, I don't know if this works on your phone, but definitely on the iPad, when you try to like go back to a space in a in a paragraph that you wrote because you you want you fucked up on the spelling of some shit right, so you're right. trying to go back to get in between like letters to drag the cursor yeah uh, it's yeah. like impossible so sometimes i just delete yeah. the entire fucking word right so right so on the ipad he just presses the you know the space bar and then holds it down and then slides his finger to where he wants the cursor to go i was like yo what the fuck <laughs> where'd you learn yeah. this and so you know, we, we talked about this before Wait, just about how they, oh. how these young kids just know how to, how to, how to uh, do shit, manage the technology like crazy. They're just not afraid to press the buttons because they don't understand, or I don't think they realize like, oh, I might delete something or, or mess it up. They're just figuring it out. Man. It doesn't mean shit to him, but but it hit me right. like, and it's funny because it was like I don't know, twenty minutes before we we kicked off on this pod, and I was just like, yo, like I came here to help this dude, and my help was he's putting you on the game. And my and my help really was two minutes. Like I was just like, "Yo, segment this, use this part first, figure this out, and then go to the next one." Yo, I was stunned at how efficient he was in getting the math problem right, and how his thought process. I just sat there looking at him like, "Yo, my son's a fucking genius." And I, yo, I was so I was so proud <laughs> yeah. because I'm, I, I, you spend too much time. At least I do spend too much time like telling him, "No, don't do this." You know, stop doing that. But I don't get a chance to really experience the the genius that these little bodies have all that often, right? Like, it'll be spurts here and there where they say some funny shit, and you're like, "Whoa, how do I even know that?" But that moment to me was like crazy. So, all that to say, like, <clears throat> and and E, I know your daughter is relatively young, but I'm sure you experienced similar shit. Like, can you guys recall moments like that where you're just like? stunned at some shit that your kids know that you had no fucking clue that they should even know. I mean, the only thing that I'm seeing is her with uh, using YouTube, man, because I'm not teaching her how to use it on the phone, and she's about to be three, and she just, like, maneuvers it, slides. Then when, when you know, you get a message and it comes in, like, I'd be bugging out just her just going, like, swiping up to get rid of it. <laughs> I didn't teach her none of that shit, dude. She's like, that shit comes in. You would think that it would make her, like, fumble, like, Click it and then fuck everything up. Nah, she's like, flip, flip, flip. I'm like, look at this little girl. Should I be worried or should I think that she, <laughs> she's good with tech? I don't know. Yeah. Bro. You're going to be able to bypass all the parental controls that we think we put in. Mm-hmm. By five. Devices. Yeah. <laughs> By five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting because I, I feel like, um, we're probably all of this bridge generation where we spent half of our lives without the internet and without the touchscreen interfaces. And um, my oldest is kind of of that, but by the time my middle child came around, the touching of screens and interacting with that stuff is just how they came up, you know? So it, mm. it's nothing to them. Whereas I think somewhere in our minds, we are always going back to a hard keyboard 
kind of, you know, I'm always trying to dub a tape when I'm doing some shit, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like paper, so, paper and pen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pen, and, pen and paper. That's just, so I think we, we are We're analog thugs over here <laughs> in the digital world. Right. <laughs> so, so um, here's, here's, here's a big question for you. and We'll get back to, to Kay. So you say right. you got three kids. When's the fourth coming? Ah, here we go. Um, so this is a really important conversation for the Fatherhoods po- Fatherhoods podcast, um, and what I need y'all to really understand that three is a lot. I don't know how, how many I got three. Got. I got three. Okay, and you can attest that three is a lot. It is. No, and he wants there... to advocate for more. What are you talking about? No, no, no. Guys... I want I want him to have more. I didn't say I wanted to have more anymore. You wanted more. You've already told us you wanted more. Yeah, we've yeah. been doing this for almost three years, bro. That passed. That ship has sailed. Oh, okay, oh, so so that that ship is sailed for you because what what I under, understand about myself, uh, I'm one of uh, have two brothers. Between us, we have thirteen kids. Um, wow. So I come from a long line Yikes. of procreators, but I also live in Silicon Valley. So what I'm here to tell y'all is that it's one weekend. Your nuts hurt <laughs> for just a little while. It's like thirty six hours. Your nuts hurt. And then that shit is off your mind for the rest of your life. So I'm here to promote vasectomy. Oh, that, oh <laughs> I wasn't really sure what you were promoting. Thanks, uh, thanks for staying with me, though. I thought you were saying uh, blue balls. Like, just have some blue balls and then get to work. You forget about it. It is. It's like a blue ball weekend. So if uh, if if you if you have you know if you you so that went that, down, that went down. Oh yeah, after three. I had three kids in five years. Like I'm okay. never, I'm never changing a diaper again. I'm never, um, you know, fucking putting a pizza in the oven and, and <laughs> crying myself to sleep. I'm not doing that shit no more. Um, I'm, I'm past that, that period. I, I have a couple of homies who have, who have older kids, but recently had kids again. Yeah. And they don't look good. <laughs> they, they're going through it like I'm like, no, nah, nah, I'm in those trenches with two little ones, and it's it's definitely not fun. No, but it's different yeah, it's, though it's when you when your youngest is 15, and then you got a oopsie. Ooh, that's yeah. Rough. I'm a, I'm a bad I'm a bad shooter, man. I'm a volume shooter, so we just we had to cut it you off. Shoot up the club. <laughs> we had to we had to cut it off, and uh, I I feel like that's that's been a a, a very good decision on my part and allows me to, uh, you know, just focus, focus on these three and, and try to get them through these stages. Right. Like now we're moving into the kind of, uh, late high school teenager stages. And so, um, my head is, is really there and I'm, I'm glad I'm not worried about that anymore. So if you've been thinking about it, I know a lot of guys will be like, Oh, you know, I don't want, and, and, you know, that that's not the funnest procedure to have. I'm not going to lie. But the 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 long term investment has definitely paid off for me. That was like, you know. So wait, so talk about the procedure. Yeah, they go yeah. in there and they what? They they jack up your joint. They burn it. They cut it. What what, what what's going on there? So wait, they are, you a, with are you are you asleep? Are you asleep? Take a soldering no. iron there. To it. You're awake. No. <laughs> you are awake, and it is. It's not far from a soldering iron. So how was explained to me Oof. is you are awake. They go in, it's like a very small kind of incision, whatever they make. Um, and then they kind of just, you know, they they shut the pipes off. You know what I mean? And supposedly it's it's reversible. Reversible, I'm not doing, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not doing that. But so they they go in and they and they kind of like just shut shit down 
took maybe like 15, 20 minutes. But the thing, it, it's a little weird. It's awkward. But when I went, the doctor was like, hey, we have a, a medical student here that just wants to observe the procedure. want to watch your nuts. They want to see your nuts. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. <laughs> Nut check. Uh, okay, okay. That, I guess, you know, I mean, whatever. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm going to be on the table. <laughs> Why is she like 23 years old? Oh, and it was a girl. Did you manscape before this? You have to. You have to, which is which is a whole nother thing. But so so I'm out there. Yeah, I ain't even got my beard right. Like my shit is out here like naked and uh, afraid. Demo was looking for for accepting. He was like. What, what no. you think? Is it alright? Is not I? Like, what, what, where we at? <laughs> I can deal with the doctor. Most times I can deal with the doctor. Because I'm like, you're the doctor. You've seen this a million times. It's not a big deal. And right. guys, we really got to get over that shit. Like, right. get your prostate. Get all that shit. It's not that big of a deal. Don't don't make it such a big deal. But when they brought in the, the young female med student, I was like, yep, this is my life. This is who I am. <laughs> <laughs> we took a shot. <laughs> Yeah, so that was a uh, that was a little awkward, but I mean, it's it's fifteen twenty minutes, and then you're 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 done. It's a weird weekend. The homies didn't understand why I didn't want to kick it, um, but then once you once you get over that, did you have to ice yeah. your nuts? Uh, I did not, um, but it was like you know them sweats you got the biggest sweats you got, right? Like it was like that. It was a weekend like that, just on the couch, <laughs> just kind of mad spreading with ten tender sweats. as hell. Yeah, for for a little bit, but yeah. you know, I I definitely advocate guys. We got we got to take care of ourselves. We got to do the processes and procedures to take care of ourselves because, like, this is something we don't maybe talk about a, a lot in hip hop culture. Is like if you really internalize all this rap shit, like that's not good for you. Nah. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's not a long term strategy. You're not going to be a happy fifty five year old. You know what I mean? Um, and that's. That's kind of where my head is at. Like, how do you, how do you, uh, you know, I don't want to take a, a, a row of pills uh, for the, for the, the next 10, 15 years. So what do you do? So I'm a, I'm a big advocate for men's health. We saw what happened to Chadwick. You, we got to do all those things as weird and as nasty as they, as they I are. See. So. Wait, go. I, I didn't expect I, that. You no. didn't expect that story. No, no, but this is good because I don't think we've no, talked about shit. we haven't talked no. about vasectomy on the podcast, so it's, no. it's actually very fitting. Coupled yeah. with mental health and health overall. True. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. so, so, so don't go to get a vasectomy if your mental health ain't right. Yeah, you got to fix fix one before <laughs> you get your nuts touched. <laughs> Word. <laughs> but wait, hold on. I, I got a, I got a question though because. Obviously, none of us have had a vasectomy, as you can tell by our, our reactions. Um, okay. When it's time to like, is there mm-hmm. a period when they're like, "Yo, I right, you can't you can't f- have sex for X amount of time"? It was like a couple a couple days. All right. It was it was a couple days. But are you, you afraid? Know. Like, do you think it's gonna hurt when you're about to bust? I, That's I, my question. Yeah, I, I I did at first. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, what's gonna what's gonna happen? Is like confetti gonna come out? Like what? what the, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what happens now? It's um, just gonna go burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 what happens? Um, but no, it, it's 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 you know your crew is still intact. It's just that they they don't have guns no more. They not they don't have live ammo no more. It's the same gang, um, and nothing really changes. Like I say, it was literally like a Friday evening and a Saturday, and I haven't 
really look back and there's not there hasn't been any uh complications or anything with it since then so um but it, i think it goes under that heading of when we compare to what women go through guys yeah. are really squeamish about oh, for sure. anything yeah. involving your, your section and and all that and and honestly we, we just we really got to get over that because we're you know cats is dying out here like it's it's wild to me um how unhealthy my age cohort is i don't know if you guys have friends in these similar things where it's like you know i know a cat who had a stroke and i'm just like yeah. oh we're in our 40s how are you having a stroke right now um so it, it's scary but i i try to you know i make light of these things because like it's really honestly not a big deal Speak, speaking of strokes, um, <clears throat> a high school, former high school, he was like a year older than me, but high school alum of mine here in, in New York, he, he had a heart attack. He was 42, 43. He had a heart Ooh. attack and died, bro. Like, and, and that's, I didn't know this until very recently. Like, that's the age range. It's like 42 to like 55 where the most heart attacks happen in men. And mm-hmm. and that shit blew my mind because I was like, wow. Like, you you associate that with elderly people you don't necessarily right. consider that something that could happen to you in your 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 midlife and boy we like you said man we, we really got to pay attention to shit and take care of ourselves because so 40s not the new 20s for, 40s fucked up <laughs> <laughs> i'm banking on that shit bro in this era, shit, 40 is the new 65, man. Right. I, I, but uh, once you clear 55, you're like 28. You know what I mean? So you got to. <laughs> is that how that cool. works? Okay. I mean, that's how I'm going to play. Eight years out. <laughs> now, do you do you find uh, the people that you hang with that don't have kids? I mean, do so for instance, you're uh, Nate and, and Dave. Mm-hmm. Do they understand? Do they understand kind of the the struggles that you go through with nah. with uh, you know stress from they from, from they parents needs and, they, and parenting or do they ask you about like hey you know they don't give a fuck they clowning they clowning the the all day all day all day because um, you know because you know they 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 have parents right and your your parents are just kind of these funny people who you know, who had sex one day and then you came along. And so I think they kind of view me as like, that's cool. That's a thing that you do. Um, And, and I try um, because I think through music and through hip hop, I have multi-generational friend groups. So I have younger single friends and, and all of that. um, And they just have no clue what goes, what goes into that. I think unless Unless you've been on 3 a.m. diaper changing duty to to communicate the the stress and the load of parenting is like literally impossible. And so I I try, you know, with my friends who with the childless, I'll call them. Um, I try <laughs> not to uh, I try not to be that parent that's like, oh, my God, I have to do this and I have to do that, you know, because I'm, I'm choosing to interact with them. And, and try to be out in the world and, and not just be a, a mad dad on the couch. So they, they have no clue. Um, and I'm sure they prefer it that way. And, uh, you know, my kids are, are older too. So I'm, I'm entering yeah. a new phase of like, I'm not wiping anybody's butt or their nose or, or anything like that in any real way. I'm more texting people what they need to do, right. uh, which is, which is a new phase and, and one that I, I quite enjoy. I, I really do enjoy 
having kind of the teen the teen era, you know, we're, we're almost able to all watch PG-13 movies. All right, like, don't rub it in our faces, man. Come on, <laughs> I'm sorry, how, how old are your kids? Uh, about to be three and an and a eight-month-old. Okay, you in the trenches. I'm in the trenches. Now, let me ask you this. On this note that we're talking about right now, and go back to when you had the younger version of your kids. Mm-hmm. Do you guys at any point feel like, like, you know, like when I'm dealing with people with work or even friends that want to do stuff, to keep giving that excuse, like, nah, because of the kids, nah, because I got to do the kid. Nah. It feels like I'm starting to give an excuse to them, but it's not an excuse. It's reality. But it it almost feels like on the other end, they're like, bro, what, every day you got kids? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. every day I got kids, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> like, they're like, again? A kid again? <laughs> did, ever, did, like, you guys yes. ever, did you ever feel like, like, how do I change my excuse? or my? Not, it's not an excuse, but how do I change my response to people? when you can't do things it's it's hard because then you just end up the only people you kick it with are other parents and like that ends up being a sad scene like (laughs) i always i hated i hated fucking little league and all that shit and like just showing up with people whose their whole shit was just parenting like we are here to parent and bring the juice box and i'm like i'm listening to west side gun right now like i'm I'm fucking with y'all um so i i definitely have done that a bunch of times it is a great excuse though, because nobody can really push back against it. <laughs> like it's air, it's almost as good as the COVID excuse now, right? It's like, <laughs> oh man, I would love to, to hang out with y'all, but I would you know this su- pandemic. You'd be surprised, man, because I got yeah. some some people that I work with that are friends that I work with, and they'd be on some like, you know, you know, the the whole like we hustle, we hustle hard, everything every day I hustle. And they got, but their kids are older. So mm-hmm. they're not even so then when I'm keep telling them, nah, you know, I got a baby in the house right now. They yeah. just I could I could sense it like he don't want to hustle, man. He don't want to He don't want to <laughs> put in that work. He don't want to go in them streets. I'm like this motherfucker. I'm putting in work right now. But what's the <laughs> worst is that when you do have, when you are dealing with people who have kids that are around the same age, but maybe their mindset isn't the same as yours. Where it's mm. you're like, nah, I can't because I got the kids. But then they're thinking to themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I, my kid is five, but I'm going out and do this like that. Yeah. that I haven't seen them in three days. One. What's your problem? <laughs> right. Yeah, like. Or their ladies or d- their family dynamic is different. They might have mm-hmm. more, more family mm-hmm. members to help out and, and they don't yeah. know. That's the other thing, too. I don't like explaining like I, it yeah. bothers me. Like, I don't want to have to explain to you. It just becomes this weird communication issue when it comes, especially when it comes to work related stuff. Mm hmm. And, you know, I work for myself, so I, I really don't have to answer anybody, but still I have to deal with a lot of people. And it just feels like, how do you communicate this properly without, A, myself even getting annoyed and pissed at, at the person on the other end that I could tell doesn't get it? And how do you yeah. not say the same thing every fucking day to someone? Like, one thing right now, I'm in, I'm in a weird schedule where it's like, you know, my daughter takes her midday nap and and my son, you know, he takes naps whenever the fuck he can. He doesn't <laughs> sleep at night, so we're... Me and my girl, at, at, you know, at each other's fucking, you know, throats. And so I'm trying to tell them, like, oh, I have a sweet spot. Every day I know there's, like, a little sweet spot. People look at they, they look at me crazy. Like, this is the only time of the day that you could do something? And I'm like, yeah. 7.45 a.m. to 12.12. I can, <laughs> I can holler at you. It's, it's, it's tough. I, I always tell new parents, I'm like, just die for like three years. <laughs> just don't even, don't try to go to the movies. Don't try to do the weekend trip. Like, just say, I am going to die socially for about three years. 
And I found I was in your position as well. And after a while, cats just stopped fucking with me. Like, they're like, okay, he gone. Yeah. So by not trying and just being like, nah, man, I'm, I'm out here. And, and of course, I mean, this is a fatherhood issue as well is like, I think we as men are not honest about how much we value the, um, the opinions of our peers. Mm. So I getting, getting roasted by the homies, I would like to feel doesn't affect me at 44, but it still does. Right. Of course. Like, yeah. Like you want to be, you want to be respected amongst your peers and uh, not look like a sucker. So I, uh, I, I think I did spend about, you know, um, there was a five-year period where I was just like, I'm, I'm dead. Very fortunate that people will still fuck with me now. And I'm always, <laughs> I'm always grateful. Cause I'm like, there was just a period where I'm like, I ain't doing shit. But what I'm about what, here. what about your biggest roaster, right? After after some time and then they have their kids. Don't you turn around and you're like, ha! Motherfucker! That's Hold the thing my friends try to do to me. They they try to put that on me. The ones that had had kids. Well, because you're a dick. That's why. You you no, been no, dick- no. no. My thing with my friends was they was having kids when we was teenagers. Okay. Well. And I'm like, well, that's your fucking problem. So yeah, that's I roasted true. them because they we was all trying to do music and indie record label and marketing and promotion, and all this crap, and they couldn't do that stuff. So I'm like, that's your fault. That's your bad for having kids at that age. You know, and yeah. now, but now they're out, they're out of the fucking the woods. Out of the woodworks, but they, they kids is fucking grown ass adults. And I'm here with little babies. They're like, ah, <laughs> I'm like, I, I chose this, but all right, I am in the trenches right now. Man, you 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 so are, man. I I salute because I, I I know I know what that's like, and I know what that's like to to share that burden with your partner in yeah. in the arguments and all the things that happen because y'all are going on a collective four hours of sleep and shit it's like rough, that. man. It's rough. Yeah, I'm, my beard's trying to tough. find a way to get wider. <laughs> Oh, that's not an effect. I thought that was a. Uh, I thought that was a zoom. Just trying to get whiter. <laughs> hey, before we start to wind down, um, I'll, I'm going to put you on the spot here on some on the music tip. Sure. Give us a couple for for all the parents listening. What would you say are some good selections that uh, that that both that that's going to be family friendly? Ooh. That, that we should, that Yo, he, right he had now. that joint cocked, and then as soon as he threw the curveball, he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta, I gotta oh, go man. find some yeah. shit." <laughs> oh, so not Megan then? Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? I what I found with with my kids um, growing up because I had to reach the happy medium because I'm not gonna listen to like kids bop or or dumb things, right? Right. Um, so a lot of times. Um, real instrumental stuff was was a lot of the stuff i played when my kids were young that's when um uh jay dilla had dropped donuts and so that to them is like you know your parents music that you just yeah. know yeah. like they know donuts back and forth because i've been playing it in the car to and from daycare forever and ever um you know the early stuff you get tropical quest first album very family family friendly you know what i mean like there's there are these like sweet spots where um, it's still creative. It's not like the cheesy happy rap stuff, but it's still uh, creative enough. So I, I would say something like that. There's a there's a bunch of um, cool instrumental works. I'll tag you guys. A friend of mine, uh, 
uh, DJ Square Wheezy put together Who Is A New Dad. He put together uh, some like 55 Spotify tracks that you could play around your kids. Now, here's here's the dilemma, though, that I was always uh, posed with. Is an edited track family friendly? Like, mm, just no. because you're listening yeah. to, to Biggie's Hypnotize and it's fat and it's like he literally cuts out all the words and I'm there. I used to be like, nah, I don't, I don't want to expose him to the suggestion of some of what's going on here. I, um, I, I think it's gotten so, progressively worse, like the edited stuff. Cause like, I remember I was listening to something yesterday and it was supposed to be a clean version. And like the, I can't remember the sequence, but the lyrics were like squirt. Oh, like, uh, like I'll stick it in your, uh, I'll stick it in your, uh, yeah, it was it squirt the round thing. Like, I'm like, yo, like, and my kids are like, ah. I'm like, oh, bro, man. I, can't, I can't. And I look at my wife like, yo, you're going to let that shit ride. And she's like, I, I didn't and, hear it. And people, and that's, that's the thing. This is, this is my new pet peeve. People don't hear it. So I'll go to like, back when you could do this, go to a restaurant, right. go to a coffee shop. And it's real, real hip and cool to have some like YG playing. And I'm like, I'm here with my 10 year old, like wow. turn that shit off, bro. Like, yeah. what are you, what are you doing? It's like, mm -hmm. if you had hardcore porn on the screen, yeah, when I came pull, they'd be wilding out. <laughs> like what? Yeah. We're, this is a way. Like, what are you, why are we, why are we listening to this? So, uh, and even some of the R&B, like, you know, the throwback stations, when they be playing some of these old R&B joints, I'd be wanting to cover the kids' ears. Like, oh, Lord. Yeah. Jodeci was, was doing a lot. Like, yeah, that, that freaking you was for real. <laughs> there was a lot of detail. With R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, before we bounce, um, I, I just want to give a, a fan shout out real quick. So we had the beat technician hit us up on, on Instagram. He goes by DJ Checo. Um, he he was commenting on how he's a father of twenty of a twenty four year old and a four of twenty. I'm like, God, <laughs> yeah, he got twenty kids. Well, he's also the he chief. The bisectomy. He's the <laughs> <laughs> he's the chief of an African tribe. So yes, he, he has many children. Uh, no, but he has a twenty four year old and a fourteen year old, and he really appreciates the podcast. He's like, yo, there's some grown oh. man ish that I, I really need to hear. So, um, shout out to DJ Checo for checking us out. Um, and, and there's many more, but you know, we never have enough time to, to run through it, <laughs> but yo, um, Demon Carter, man, thank you for, for joining us. T where can people find out more about the dad bod rap pod yeah. and, and yourself? Tell us. Um, yeah. So dad bod rap pod, we drop new episodes every Thursday. Um, you can hear all of our stuff, dadbodrappod.com. Check us out on Twitter at DadBodRapPod. Pretty robust uh, rap Twitter discussion goes on there. Also Instagram at DadBodRapPod. Shout out to Stony Island, uh, Open Mike Eagle, the whole the whole team here. Um, it's been a beautiful thing to kind of see it to come together, and I'm really appreciative of uh, appreciative of having the time and space to chop it up with y'all. Definitely. One, one one last quick question before you get out of here. Um, I was listening to the Sadat and Dante brand Nubian mm -hmm. episode you had, and that was, that was a good episode. My question is, I noticed you guys, when you were talking about uh, brand Nubian as a whole collective um, with grand Puba, didn't bring up foundation as the three of them all 
being on the same record again. That's true. That was it. Was that the third joint? The fourth. I think that was the fourth one. Yeah. The fourth. The fourth album. Yeah. No, that that's 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 a good call. I, I was just curious if that was if that was something that um did did you guys thought, yeah yeah or you were just focusing um, on like the first three. No, I think um and what's great about our our Twitter space as well is like th- there's these interesting gaps in our knowledge. So you know when when you tap out uh on a group when you kind of stop paying attention as much we we found out several times <laughs> that uh our our knowledge of hip hop is actually not comprehensive and so we 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 most likely just flubbed that but um, we call it drunk facts on drink champs when we fuck up <laughs> drunk facts it's a, it's an easy out <laughs> okay okay yeah yeah we got to we got to try it we did one drunk episode and forgot to press record. <laughs> the whole episode was a drunk fact. <laughs> That's great. Did you, did you like that album? Um, I I, I thought it was a. Uh, hmm, the I, no. I don't know if Grand Puba listens to this. Um, I thought Grand Puba had lost his fastball by the time we get to Foundation, hmm. and and he was to me he was the thing that made Brand Nubian go and made it really super special. When he was at his peak, I would say there was like an 18, 20 more, 24 month period where he did actually invent swag and like yeah, swagger yeah, yeah. in a rap, like in, even in his, his uh, fashion sense too. But yeah. um, I felt like by the time we got there, I think Sadat has been incredibly consistent throughout Lord Jamar's yep. up and down. Uh, but I just, I felt like Puba had kind of, he wasn't, he didn't have the oomph mm. uh, that he used to have. So I, I didn't connect with that record too deeply, but um, I, the show has taught me to go and check things out again. You know what I mean? So I, now I will have to do a, a re-audit of a of foundation. You you like Masters of Ceremony? Their, their first, uh, their one only album? Yeah. I, I, it's like proto Puba. It's like, yeah. you could tell he's getting, he's getting the joints together and it was great on the, on the, uh, the episode you're talking about. It's kind of Dante even right, bringing Dante. in that perspective of yeah. like, yeah, he really came into his own trying to outdo Sadat and how wild his voice was and his approach and his delivery. And I think that's the genius of the early brand Nubian records is they're together, but they're also in that that healthy competition yeah. um, that really brought them to the forefront. But I am familiar with uh, with Masters of Ceremony, and uh, it was just great to be able to to talk to Dante about um, you know the early the early days and the foundation is and he's a he's a live guy. So that that was a really fun episode. So I have a question that I want you to take to the Dad Bod Rap Pod. All right, okay. And this okay. is for, this is for Nate and Dave. Okay. What are they afraid of in having children? I, I want you to address that with them. And then I want you to, after they're a- done answering, I want you to say, get off my back, bitch, on, on some too short. Okay? Okay. Okay. All Which right. I, I am fluent in. Uh, so I, I will take that back. And yeah, just just appreciate y'all, man. Keep up the good work. This is this is a dope concept. No, cool. thank you, man. Thank, thank you for you, joining man. us. Thanks, man. All right, bro. Be oh, easy. Peace. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child.